Welcome to the OT lifestyle movement. This is for the occupational therapy visionaries and the ones who see things differently. We're moving our profession forward through living and leading a truly holistic lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the OT lifestyle movement podcast. I'm Rhiannon Crisp, occupational therapist, personal trainer, and founder of otlifestylemovement.com. Today, we are talking all about co-regulation. This is actually one of my favorite topics, and I think I love it so much because it's so relevant to our work as occupational therapists, but it's also so relevant to our own lives and the roles that we have in our own life. It's relevant in so many different contexts. So I want to share with you six practical strategies uh, for co-regulation. And I mean, if you haven't heard of co-regulation before, or if you have, and you're not really sure what it is, let me, let me tell you what my understanding of it is. So co-regulation is this dynamic and continuous process where our nervous system calms another person's nervous system. It's where we tune in and we lean in and we tune to the needs of someone else. So this can be done at a really conscious level or at a subconscious level. And I think this really depends on who we're with, where we are, the context, the environment and, and the situation. Um, so it's, it's really about meeting a person where they're at, and this could be a child or it could be an adult, and creating an impact through our way of being, so how we're showing up. And this is the first step. So let me take you through the six steps. The first step is tuning into ourselves, tuning into our body, tuning into our emotions, and asking ourselves, how am I showing up? What do I need right now? Because in order to calm another person's nervous system through our own state, we need to check in. We need to see how we are showing up. How is our nervous system? And how can we, how can we calm our own so that someone else can attune to that? So it's, it's creating this warm and calming presence. That's the first step. The second step, and these aren't actually in sort of logical order. These are, you can mix these around, but these are, I've just sort of listed them out. Uh, the second thing that we can do is to slow down our own breath. We know breath is so important. And when we take intentional breaths that is slow, we know that we can reduce the heart rate and calm the nervous system. So it has this physiological effect on the body when we take these slow, deep breaths. And it also allows our clients to attune to this state. So this is something really practical that you can do that can help and facilitate this co-regulation process. The third thing that you can do is talk slower and quieter. So lower the volume and lower the pace at which you're talking. This, again, is really practical. And whether you're working with kids or adults can, can really help this, um, this calming. 
So being mindful of your tone of voice because your tone of voice reflects emotion. And you can make sounds. So particularly if you're working with kids, I know if I make sounds, I'll, I'll make sounds that mirror their emotion. Like if they're frustrated, I might say something like, ah, you know, that ah. So just the sounds that you can make. You don't even have to say words. Um, or it could be, ah, oh, ah, oh, oh. You know, making these different sounds um, to reflect how they're feeling can be really important in that space and how, hold that container for them. The fourth thing that you can do is communicate through your gestures. So gestures are so important, whether this is your body posture hand gestures, facial expression, these, again, these reflect your emotion. So so having a really open body posture that feels welcoming and warm, not being really closed off, um, and just being mindful of how, how you're showing up physically. Like this is, we know that it's not just what we say when we communicate to another person. It's it's what we do with our body. It's our nonverbal communication. So just thinking about that, thinking about how you're showing up in that moment. The fifth thing that we can do is use sensory strategies. So this could be anything from singing to rhythmic movement. So maybe it could be linear rhythmical movement. Um, this could be light touch. So just placing your hand on someone else's hand. It could be like stroking them, like that nice, calm stroking. It could be deep pressure, like a firm hug. These are all sensory strategies and we know that every nervous system is different and every nervous system requires a different type of sensory strategy or sensory input, a different type of frequency, a different duration. Um in order to co-regulate. So we need to work out, we need to be the detective and work out what it is that this person needs, what it is that makes this person feel safe, what it is that makes this person um, calm and feel back in their body. So, yeah, that's something to explore. And then the sixth and last thing is, is very important, is to be patient. You know, especially in this space as therapists, we have such a, a sacred role where someone is coming to us, again, whether it's a child or whether it's an adult, and we need to hold this safe space for them. We need to be patient because outside of therapy, there may be zero patience. There may be zero understanding. There may be you know, a lot of things going on in their life. And if we can create a space and hold this space for someone else where we show up and we're empathetic, we're understanding, we, we really try to understand their perspective and how they see the world and their values and we listen mindfully. And, and when we listen, we're not just listening with our ears but we're listening with our eyes and we're listening with our hands and we're listening with our whole body and all of our senses. And we pause and we notice 
And we notice things that no one else notices because of the way we've been trained, because of the things that we know about the body and the, and the mind and the spirit. So that's the last thing is, is checking in in terms of our patience, in terms of are we empathetic? Are we showing empathy? Are we understanding? Can we try and see life through their lens? And to listen with our whole body and pause and notice. And when we do this, like we will notice things that maybe we've never noticed before, like intentionally, like really, like when you're in a session and a child's having a meltdown or an adult's having a moment and tears are streaming down their face. Can you, can you hold that? You know, and this, this is hard. It's hard work. Um, but I hope these strategies help you to really implement something practical so you can show up and help, help someone else's dysregulated nervous system attuned to your regulated nervous system and this is self you know this is therapy this itself is therapy so if you are just coming to a session and facilitating this co-regulation process that's therapy right and I think sometimes we place so much focus on getting things done and getting through our to-do list and Oh, you know, making sure our session plan gets ticked off and, you know, the goals, you know, the goals. Oh, my gosh, we've got these goals to focus on. But in that session, if things aren't going right and there's a meltdown or a breakdown, then that's the most important thing. And the goal may just have to wait because if we don't go through this and move through these emotions with this client, then there's no way they're going to have the focus, the attention, the mindset to be able to focus on the bigger picture thing, the, the goal that they came to you initially with because what's most important is the present, is the present moment with, with whatever's going on in their life right now. And I think as OTs, this is where we come back to that question that I like to ask in every session, which is, what's most important to you right now? Because what's most important to them right now might not be what was most important to them last week or the week before. You know, things change. Life is dynamic. It's constantly changing. We know that in our own life. <laughs> I, I certainly do. It's different every week. And every week I have different goals and different things I want to achieve. And, um, you know, I just think of, you know, the kids that I work with, it's, it's so dynamic and shifting that we need to check in. We need to check in with them, our clients, and, and then if this co-regulation comes up in our session where we need to support someone to move through these emotions and um, hold this space for them, then we can do that. So I hope that this was useful. If you love it, then let me know come over, hang out with me on Instagram. I'm putting lots of uh, really informative posts up. This podcast was actually inspired by a post that has been up on my Instagram. Um, and, and I find, you know, when I'm in reflection and I'm thinking about what am I going to do my podcast on this week or what am I going to 
put on my social media, you know, it really comes from my own place of learning. I'm really teaching what I learn, learn from my own work as a therapist in sessions, what I learn from reading, like I'm a prolific reader now. Um, I never used to be, but I love reading. I love learning. Um, and so I, I really hope that this information, however you get it, whether you love the podcast, whether you love um, Instagram or Facebook, um, I hope that it's helping you to become a better therapist, um, to be more aware, to rack up some PD points <laughs> um, for the year. And yeah. It's, it's so wonderful to have you here. So I'm always grateful. Um, it's just such a beautiful community of incredible OTs that we have. So um, let's stay connected and I'll see you next week. Lots of love, guys. Good luck with your co-regulation. I'll talk to you soon. Catch you later. Bye. That's it, guys. I hope this episode resonated with you. But more importantly, I hope it inspires you to take action. If you hang out over on Instagram, come over and say hi. Let's connect. I'm at Rhiannon Chris. And we'd absolutely love your radiant energy in our Facebook group family. You can find us simply by searching the OT Lifestyle Movement in Facebook. If you love this episode, I'd be super grateful if you shared it. You can take a screenshot right now and share it on Instagram or Facebook so we can connect with more amazing, open-minded OTs from around the world. And if you are sharing it on Instagram, make sure you tag me at Rhiannon and Chris so I can share it on my platforms as well. The more we share the OT lifestyle movement, the more we can create a ripple effect. And if you do love the podcast, please give us a five-star review so we can be found more easily. So that's it, guys. Go out, create the epic change that you seek in the world, one occupation at a time. Carpe diem, guys.